Hello loves, welcome to the Gosha Guide podcast hosted by your resident Gosha Guide, Mahalit. I am a wellness astrologer who coaches high achievers to heal the hustle and fuel success with cosmically aligned wellness. Gosha is the Ethiopian practice of hand feeding a loved one a bite of food, but there is a superstition that only one Gosha will actually curse the relationship between the two people, which inevitably leads to a second Gosha. The Gosha Guide podcast is my way of inviting you to explore a new perspective on wellness, redefining what soul-centered success looks like, and falling in love with your own magic. Join the community by subscribing and taking your first step in your cosmic wellness journey. Welcome back to the Gosha Guide podcast, and we are reporting live from... Chicago. If you have been following along on Instagram stories, then you know that we have made our road trip up north. We have moved all our stuff from South Florida up here to Chicago or a cute little suburb right outside of the city, but still on CTA. And I'm so grateful to be recording this from this new office. It has felt like I haven't quite had a place to ground myself and work in a while, and I'm so grateful for all the family, loved ones, and friends who hosted us on this journey up north and made this road trip so much better. I couldn't imagine doing it any other way, but it just feels good to be home. It really, really does. Now, this episode is inspired by a lot of conversations I've been having, especially with this Uranus-North Node Mars conjunction in Taurus. So there was an exciting peak of new bookings around the time of launch, but what was very interesting to me is quite a few people book their readings under the energy of this conjunction. And Everyone I did readings for was going through their Saturn return. So it was born between 1990 and 1993, approximately, because Saturn is an Aquarius now. And a lot of people brought up a few themes. And so I wanted to share some insights on some of those themes, how I'm incorporating them into my life. And then I want to give you a guide to your Saturn return, understanding Saturn, especially by somebody who is Saturn ruled herself, and to help give you some tools on how to integrate these lessons. With all that being said, I'm in the thick of my Saturn return still, but it's just been quite a few months since the peak, and I just wanted to reflect on what I know so far while understanding that there is still quite a few months to go before this ends in March 2023. Fun fact, I actually always wanted to get married after the end of my first Saturn return. (laughs) Astrologer goals. I just knew that it was going to be a very important period of my life to be present for that transformation. And go figure, my Saturn return is in my first house So I just want to pass on the information that I know. I want to give you all the tools to understand your Saturn return. And if you are interested in exploring further, you are more than welcome to come and explore in a one-on-one birth chart reading with me. This is an opportunity where we can really look at the energies of your specific return, see what other energies in your chart this interacts with, and give you the most personalized, the most customized 
tools and practical steps to help you support yourself in this season. But what's very ironic about this is that I was preparing to do this episode on Saturn return and a big theme of Saturn that we're going to talk about is um, really taking time to do things, investing time, planting seeds, putting your heart into 1% changes and that difficult path to see something through. And it's so ironic that as I was preparing to do this episode, that I had to restart this recording three times. This is the third time, which really never, ever happens when I'm doing a podcast. I had to completely re-record after getting almost 20 minutes worth of content. And this is the third time. So very Saturn return vibes. I see you, Saturn. And I'm going to show up and keep trying. And even if I have to do it six more times, I'm going to show up for it. And that's the energy that Saturn loves. One thing that really inspired me to want to do this now is that I am only a couple weeks away from my 30th birthday. I'm so excited to welcome in this new decade. Admittedly, I'm somebody who never like to make a big fuss over my birthday. I really love to have a really solid meal with close friends and quality time, whether that was doing a small brunch or having people over to eat or doing a small lunch with my family. I just really like to keep it intimate and simple because even though I am a Leo sun, I am an Aquarius rising and having a very large social gathering for something like a birthday just never really felt natural to who I was. But this year, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to not only challenge myself to push myself a little bit outside of my comfort zone. Um, But I also just wanted to meaningfully reflect on this decade. A lot has happened in the last 10 years. When I was 20 years old, I was in college. I'm thinking back to my 20th birthday. So I was actually in Ethiopia when I turned 20. I was in Ethiopia. That was a great birthday. I was interning in Addis Ababa for the whole summer. I was working in sexual reproductive health research at CARE loved this internship so much and just had a great community of friends when I was in Addis that summer and friends that I still have to this day. And I remember kind of being at this point of college where I'm starting to realize that I have to figure out, you know, what kind of path I want to pave for my career or what interests me. Starting to finally like sense that responsibility but also feeling really excited and optimistic about what the decade could hold ahead. And little did I know it would bring a lot. I would get an exciting human rights grant that next year and be able to intern at Ghana in Ghana the following summer. And while interning in Ghana had some adverse side effects to a medication that really impacted my wellness for the following year, and then invested into my wellness by starting my boxing practice for the first time, which helped me start a healing journey that led me to law school in D.C. I went to law school in D.C. where I pursued different internships and opportunities interning in Miami and moving to Miami after graduation. 
And then you know the story. I failed the bar exam twice while I was working at a law firm that had given me an offer after I spent the summer before working there and kind of had these series of events that really forced me to re-examine like what I was doing if I wanted to practice And I chose not to move forward with pursuing practice after failing for the second time, working in consulting, starting this blog called Just One Gusha, starting to create a lot more content, making it into a wellness coaching business, bringing my love of astrology, and the story goes on until we get to the most recent relaunch, rebrand of Just One Gosha that happened last in the last couple of weeks while we were in the middle of our move um, and has just been so beautiful to reflect and watch how the story of Just One Gosha has unfolded, how the story of my 20s have unfolded. Um, when I was 20 years old. I had only been living outside of California, my home state, for two years in Chicago. And since then, I have lived in D.C. I have lived in Miami. Now I'm back in Chicago. I traveled to an additional 10 or 11 countries in that decade and have just really a whole new perspective on my experience. It's a third of my lifetime has changed a lot of what I know. So to be able to celebrate that with a weekend of festivities that includes birthday festivities, bridal shopping festivities, family and friends and loved ones flying in to come celebrate feels so incredibly special. Um, my heart is is truly just like so warm by the thought of everyone getting here and being able to have these beautiful celebrations with them. I just, I really, I really cannot wait. And I feel so excited and so full of gratitude. But I must say, getting close to 30 is making me reflect a lot on my Saturn return because I'll have to admit my birthday on the 29th birthday and 28th birthday and 27th birthday even were really challenging. I'm pretty sure I spent a significant part of each of those last birthdays crying, like release crying, healing crying. One that's totally normal. So many of us cry on our birthdays. That solar return energy just brings up so much reflection. But I also just want to admit that those seasons just felt really difficult. Sometimes People can make their story look so glamorous, and I am bringing a truth to the story of my late 20s and this Saturn return, is that this journey has been really difficult. Trying to redefine and figure out who I am and my place in the world and how I want to serve has been really difficult. I have done a lot of grueling spiritual work in different courses, in different spaces, my own practice, and just want to normalize those seasons because they're important. They're so valuable. Like, I look back and nothing that could have happened in 2022 is possible without what happened in those last three years. But I also just want to reflect and remember that how crucial those three years were in order to bring me a 2022 that has 
literally already been so much more abundant than I could have imagined. Like I am not kidding. 2022 has blown me out of the water as to what is possible, what can be real, what a career and owning a business gets to be, and a complete stretch of what I thought was possible for me. But actually, I did continue believing that crazy things were possible to me until they started to manifest into my life. And I'm going to keep doing that forever and ever. And I hope that you all are too. But if you are in the throes of your Saturn return, I hope that this is an opportunity for you to feel seen, to feel a sense of community, to have a deeper understanding for what these experiences are for, and that life is not here to torture you, I promise, and to be able to build tools to better support your Saturn return. So a lot of what I had talked about a little bit about my Saturn return may have given some of you a hint as to where my Saturn is located. For those of you who weren't able to figure it out from the words I was using and my hint that I'm Aquarius rising, my Saturn return is going on in my first house. The first house is actually the house that I always, always start with when I do a birth chart reading with the rising sign because your first house is the way you look at life, the way life looks at you, your approach, your identity, your sense of self, your appearance, your first impressions. So to have a Saturn return in the first house feels like a complete crumbling and rebuilding of who I am on so many levels. I think of, on a practical level, the fact that I have re-owned introducing myself as Mahalit in English-speaking spaces. I went into kindergarten not speaking English. So when teachers said they couldn't pronounce my name and said Malet, I don't remember having any kind of agency or understanding of that. But as a child... I repeated that pronunciation throughout my whole schooling career, literally through law school, through my jobs after law school. And it's in the Saturn return that I was like, what am I doing? Why? Why didn't I give people the opportunity to pronounce my name correctly? Sure, if they can't, or if they had met me as I introduced myself as Millette and they say Millette, that's one thing. But me, in my introduction, why am I not saying my name the right way? And being able to reclaim that and saying my name is Mahalit, but you can call me Mahi. Mahi is literally like the standard nickname for Mahalit. And I think it's so cute. It's similar to like, you know, the nickname Dick for the name Richard or like Bob for Robert. It's the same thing. Mahi is the nickname to Mahalit. Even if I didn't tell somebody they could call me Mahi in an Amharic speaking setting, they're likely to call me Mahi. So using that in English speaking spaces completely redefine what people's first impression is of me. The fact, like, how my hair has grown. My hair is literally at a texture it was when I was a kid, and I've been natural my whole life, but that doesn't mean your hair is always of, you know, the healthiest, curliest texture it can possibly be. The way my hair looks has changed in the last few years. The way my physical appearance looks. Um, the fact that 
you know, I introduce myself as a vegan, as an astrologer, as a wellness coach, all these identities that weren't tied to me when I was younger, even though I've been teaching wellness since I was 18 years old, it wasn't as much a part of my identity as it is today. All of these things are reflections of how my first house has been changing my identity um, in workspaces, like working for myself even is a huge identity shift that happened and then reshifted, right? I went back to a nine to five for a little bit and then to shift back again to when I'm working for myself. It's been a wild Saturn return and the exact peak of mine, which meant the degree that Saturn was in Aquarius, the exact degree that my Saturn return is at, that happened in mid-January of 2022. So I love the timing of this because I'm about seven months out from the peak. And I feel like even though there's quite some time to go, I've started to really integrate the lessons. And a big piece of evidence of integrating the lessons, I feel like, is starting to see the blessings of Saturn I'm Saturn ruled. I love Saturn. On the internet, you're going to hear astrologers talking about Saturn return like it's going to be the craziest, most hellish, most wild two and a half years of your life. It's going to ruin everything just to build it back up. And like that's honestly a little dramatic. Saturn is about making sure you are doing the hard things that are not that motivating to do aren't that inspiring to do, aren't that exciting to do, but that are necessary to do to get to your long-term goal. Saturn energy to me is like Mr. Miyagi in The Karate Kid. That's going to make you wax on and wax off, not because the car needs to be cleaned, but because of the lessons and the discipline and the mindset it's setting. It's about creating a mindset That will set you up for the next 29 and a half years, right? Until your second Saturn return, which is a whole new set of themes because that's 29 and a half years of adulthood. But our first Saturn return is really just figuring out the kind of adult we're going to be. Fun fact, I never wanted to get married before my Saturn return. So it feels like very exciting to be planning, starting to plan a wedding that's months after the end of my Saturn return and heat Saturn return, which is March 2023. That's when Saturn will leave Aquarius. So for everybody who is listening, has Saturn in Aquarius, born between 1990 and 1993, then you know what I'm talking about. This is the time period. Saturn return is also why there is such a big correlation of people. There's a higher divorce rate of people who get married in their 20s than in their 30s. And it's because you can change so drastically in your Saturn return that it's possible to no longer really recognize your partner, but it's not really not recognizing your partner. It's not recognizing the version of you that chose to be with that partner. Um, So that's an interesting little factoid about Saturn return. But the abundance of Saturn is that many people also end up earning more, attracting more abundance in their 30s as opposed to their 20s because if you show up for the lessons of your Saturn return, Saturn also blesses you with 
not just the abundance of what you've planted, but because you've done in a way that's systematic, disciplined, takes things one step at a time. If you're looking for what kind of energy embodies Saturn, again, look to your Aquarius friends, not when they're in their rebellious energy, because Aquarius is also ruled by Uranus and Saturn, so it's a mix of combos. But uh, Saturnian energy is often embodied um, at its best in, in Capricorns. So Capricorns and Aquarius can be a little inspiration for what that Saturnian energy looks like. But this week, I've had an unusual number of people coming with Saturn return related themes, but also Saturn return stuff that's interacting with other parts of the chart. Because nothing is isolated on our birth charts, right? It's like a whole conversation with the cosmos. So that's why sometimes reading and interpretation can be so mind-boggling because it, the way that the interpretations create them are by looking at separate parts and separate placements, but nothing is separate. It's all together. And this is why I'm really excited about my next offering, which is birth chart guides. Stay tuned on the official release. I am working on it in beta stage. But this is going to be a tool, a keepsake, a gift, a guide that you can have to take you through your birth chart, something that you can continue to reference, refer back to, and give you really practical tools to apply into your life and your daily rituals, but without any of the astrology, technical, language, insight. My favorite part about the work that I get to do is that I get to take all the technical language out of it. This is the thing I loved most about law school and why I loved corporations and securities regulation is because I got to be a translator and to make things more accessible to people. So I love doing that same thing with astrology and I'm just sick of seeing online resources that make things way too complicated and way too confusing and it feels like you're getting all this information with about your chart, but not really in a way that feels applicable to your life. So stay tuned on those guides to be released soon. But think of this as a little sliver, a little taste, while understanding that you still have a lot of stuff in your chart interacting with this energy, right? For some of you, your Saturn might be conjunct, which means another planet was like right next to it when um, you were born. And so that other planet also has its own whole impact and energetic relationship with this too. Um, so don't think of this as a vacuum, but just think of it as a little dose, a little flavor, and a little guide for you. So I gave you the breakdown of what Saturn in the first house is like. The themes are the self, appearances, beginnings, the body, attitude, first impressions, identity, and our approach to life. If you have Saturn in the second house, this is the house of money, work, income, daily routines, your values, your material possessions, priorities, habits, and your work ethic. Second house daily routines look like things that are related to your earthly possessions, like budgeting. Third house is communication, the mind, siblings, long dis short distance travel, social media, neighbors, your early childhood years. Fourth house is the home, your roots, family, emotions, the mother, children, 
femininity. This is the house of the womb if you are somebody who has a womb. Fifth house is romance, love, affairs, play, creativity, fertility, children, joy, self-expression. Sixth house is your day-to-day routines, your work habits and organization, how you give service, fitness, your health, and your wellness systems. Your seventh house is relationships, any one-on-one relationship. So marriage, contracts, business partners, um, your interpersonal communication style. Your eighth house is shared assets, shared finances, things like inheritance, tax, loans, assets, property, joint ventures, resources that you get from your partner, from marriage, sex, anything that's emerging of energies or assets. Ninth house is travel, wisdom, philosophy, higher education, religion, spirituality, cross-cultural relations, things like foreign cultures, foreign affairs, learning, and ethics. Your 10th house is your career, your reputation, your long-term goals, your status, your public image. This is the house of masculinity, men, fathers, experts, and the house of fame. 11th house is groups, friends, social awareness, technology, hopes, and wishes, humanitarianism. The 12th house, the house of endings, healing, closure, spirituality, solitude, old age, karma, the afterlife, anything that is hidden. This is stuff we don't see with our eyes, institutions, limiting beliefs, the subconscious, and your dreams. These are the themes of each of these 12 houses, and these themes don't just apply to Saturn. These themes of each of the houses can be used throughout your understanding of astrology. But to give you some insight on how Saturn plays in each of these houses, I talked about first house Saturn and my experience with it, but I want to give you a dose of what an example would be like of having Saturn return in each of the houses. So having a Saturn return in your second house could be something like being forced to take a lot of responsibility around um, your finances because you're trying to buy a house. A good example of this could be losing a lot of money and having to move in with your parents because you're not able to pay your bills. Big changes and challenges around money that are going to force you to create new beliefs, new mindsets, and new structures around the way you handle your material resources and the habits that you have around them. Granted, we all have free will. We all have free will. You are welcome to not show up for your Saturn return lessons. You can see those lessons and you can choose escapism. You can choose not showing up for the spiritual process or the journey. You can choose to repeat the same patterns that you had. You can choose to cut yourself off from those painful experiences rather than healing from them. That is always an option. And when that is an option, keep in mind that the next 29 and a half years after that are going to be play out 
in the energy of you not showing up for that Saturn return. Not that Saturn is punishing you, but that you didn't take the opportunity to create a new foundation for the next 29 and a half years. So you can continue to operate in this area of life the way that you did in your childhood. That could be a great thing. That could be a terrible thing. Who knows? Everything is everything all at the same time. Now let's get to the other houses. I just wanted to add that note to give you some perspective that like Saturn isn't going to force you to do anything. I have seen, I have witnessed, I have heard and done readings for people who have literally admitted to not really showing up for their Saturn return lessons and feeling the consequences of it after. You still have the opportunity to work on it, but it's not going to have the same long-term effect as when Saturn is back in your sign. The beauty to working on it when Saturn is in your sign and in its return is that you get to plant seeds that are long-term. So it's temporary pain, temporary discomfort for a long-term benefit. Third house Saturn return would be something like maybe going viral on social media and having to deal with creating a relationship with social media that isn't so negative, that isn't so restrictive, that doesn't make you feel like you can't really be yourself or share who you are. It could also be having a really intense falling out with a sibling or trying to repair years of a falling out with a sibling and seeing how you're going to create a new relationship and new boundaries with that person in your life. Fourth house Saturn return could be something like uh, buying a home and trying to make that home feel like home, right? Sometimes you just buy a house and it's like huge financial commitment and all these things, but how do you make it feel like home? How do you make it feel like your family can really set its roots there? How do you make it feel like it can be a place that you can spend the next however many years of your life? Fourth house could also um, be a journey of gender identity and exploring what femininity looks like, whether it's moving away from the feminine essence or moving closer to the feminine essence or changing the way that one dresses or presents to match what that gender identity looks like can be an example of fourth house Saturn return. Fifth house Saturn return can be, I've actually seen this um, example play out in a couple of different ways. But fifth house Saturn return can be something like your best friend having a child and you trying to figure out how to tap into your childlike joy by spending time with that child. Like maybe somebody who wasn't allowed to play or be themselves or express themselves in this sort of like fun, playful way and trying to recapture that energy in relationship with like young children, babies. Sixth house Saturn return can be unfortunately or fortunately again, Saturn's always showing us where we need to grow. Um, It can be a kind of health injury. It can be um, some kind of chronic pain that forces you to redefine your relationship with your daily routine and figuring out how you can show up for more of your wellness. Sixth house Saturn return that I've also seen very common is trying to heal your habits of overworking in your career and abandoning yourself and your bodily needs to get things done and to be on that grind. Seventh house Saturn return can be 
starting a relationship, ending a relationship, um, having a falling out with a specific kind of contract, whether it's a lease or a business contract, um, having a falling out with a best friend, or having a very beautiful beginning to a new chapter of friendship with a best friend. Eighth house Saturn return can be something like um, struggling to pay taxes, maybe having outstanding taxes or outstanding debts, um, and trying to figure out how to merge your resources or rely on your partner and have healthy communication about what you need to help sustain yourself with your partner around your finances. Ninth house Saturn return can be going back to grad school and having that challenge of being a student again. It can also be immigrating to a foreign country and trying to um, get accustomed to what the culture is like, trying to learn how to make friends and just reacclimating yourself. Tenth house Saturn return, the house of career. This can be things like having a drastic change in your career that could impact your reputation. So you could have been known as one thing and choose to do something completely different. This could also be something where your public image drastically changes, whether that is in your academic community, social circle. 11th house Saturn return can be learning how to believe in yourself again. Maybe you spend a lot of years waiting for validation or permission from people around you to do what you wanted to do. And 11th house is like, yo, sometimes you just got to take a shot on yourself and just jump and leap. 12th house Saturn return can be struggling with um, mental health issues and understanding how to create a balance in your inner world that can then support your um, thriving in the outer world. It can also be having questions about what the afterlife is as you experience um, loved ones passing away or just having some experiences that force you to reanalyze what is in the afterlife. So these are Saturn return themes through the houses. Whether your Saturn's in Aquarius or another sign or you're like waiting for your Saturn return to come around, this is an opportunity for you to start to look at this area of your life and to start to reflect on what things have changed, what things have stayed the same, what things feel like a more true version of yourself. And it must be said that I have mentioned some allusions to Saturn and talking about this masculine energy, grandfatherly energy, fatherly energy. And this is not to try and, you know, gender a planet, um, but it is to help you have some kind of grounding around this concept because the Saturn placement is also the placement where we can see how we have fathered ourselves and is impacted by the relationship with our father is impacted actually if you even had no relationship with your father i have seen how saturn is played out in people's charts in which their father was not necessarily present that doesn't mean cosmically there isn't an impact from a father's lack of presence that can still be present in the chart as well Understanding your Saturn themes is also understanding a lot of how you discipline yourself, the expectations you set for yourself, 
the standards that you have for yourself and the way in which you and can really simulate that traditional understanding we may have of this masculine energy, the energy that, you know, looks down at your work and sees if you have been showing up honestly and consistently to whatever it is that you're doing. Now, this part is really interesting because as you reflect, the more you can really see unfold. Like, for example, I've seen at this point, many people who have Saturn in their sixth house are going through Saturn return in their sixth house, their house's day-to-day activities and organization and work habits. I have seen them duplicating the exact unhealthy work habits they have seen their fathers do, right? And it's not to say that those habits are bad. I'm not here to say they're bad. I am going to say they are unhealthy only in that they require these individuals to abandon their bodily needs and their personal needs in order to fulfill these things. They also tend to take away Saturn Aquarius in the sixth house tends to take away a lot of the joy and fun and playfulness about day-to-day life, right? When you're looking at the energy in one side of the wheel, you can look at the opposite side. And so an Aquarius Saturn in the sixth house is going to be the opposite of the playful, creative, dreamy, and abundant Leo energy that you can feel in your day-to-day work. There's a big difference between being able to identify habits that you don't want, whether you see it from your parents or other people in your upbringing. And it's another thing to actually build the daily practices, the daily habits to create a different reality. And that's what's challenging about the Saturn return is there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. There isn't a quick fix to what it is. Saturn only asks us to show up for the journey. This is like the part of The Lion King where, like, after Simba grows up, he's Hakuna Matata vibing out. This is the part where Rafiki reminds him of who he is. And the leadership role that he was expected to grow into and how he's completely run away from that and not showed up for the challenge. And the process after that is the equivalent of the Saturn return in the hero's journey. And so it's not about being perfect in that moment because even if you're showing up wholeheartedly in the best you can, you're a Saturn return, just doing the best you can the whole time. It's, it's not going to feel great in the process. Whether you try and run away from it and your problems and escape from it, it's not going to feel good in the process. So if it's not going to feel good either way, may as well put your heart into actually creating the kind of long-term change and vision that you have for your life. That's the way that I think about it. And... It's not to say that you don't have the opportunity to make those changes later in your life. We're always available and open and have the opportunity to evolve. It's just saying that Saturn brings a kind of cosmic alignment that makes our efforts go a lot further than they might usually go. With that being said, since I learned about my Saturn return and since I've been in my Saturn return 
I have only focused on showing up for the journey and being comfortable being uncomfortable. That's actually in my daily affirmations is that I am comfortable being uncomfortable because with my birth chart and the relationship Saturn has with other planets like my Saturn square Pluto and other things that are active along with my Saturn, my rising is also Aquarius, so that interacts with Saturn as well. My only thing has just been to be conscious of letting myself stay uncomfortable, letting myself be in it, be in the thick of it. And I think as a result of that, I've been willing to push myself to do things I wouldn't usually try. I am in a course right now, and I don't even know what to call it, a personal development course, a spiritual course, a business course, all three in one. It's a five-month course that I've been in. And um, behind the scenes, I've always had a practice of continuing to learn and figure out how to be the best version of me and to bring more love into just one gosha. But this course was timed, so I started it right after the peak of my Saturn return. And I honestly did it to help myself out. I knew that Saturn return leading up to the peak, which for me was January, mid-January 2022, was challenging. And so I thought, all right, if I have really big goals for 2022, 2023, and coming out of the Saturn return, why don't I create an environment, create a system, create the scaffolding to support me through this transformation? And this course has been a big part of that, but like, oh my Lord, the transformation, the shadow work and the reflection has also been really, really intense. But if you all are in your Saturn return and preparing for it, I really recommend creating a kind of community group space, something to support you during this season. Another thing I actually joined in the season that has been unimaginably nourishing and beautiful has been creating a book club with some of my close friends in Miami. It was something that started out of a New Year's resolution of a couple of our friends to do more reading and and has ended up becoming a space of sisterhood that's just been so beautiful and brought me so much more support and closeness than I ever could have imagined in my life. If you know that that season is going to be challenging, find those guides, find those supports, find your Rafiki. Who are the people? Where are the spaces that you can look to see what direction this is taking you in, what this is meant to show you, what this is meant to create. Now, while I'm not an expert on my Saturn return, and I will not be an expert on the first Saturn return until I fully process and integrate well, well, well after March 2023. But what I know so far, being seven months away from the peak, yeah, it was seven months ago in January 2022, What I do know so far is time is not linear. (laughs) Time is not linear. And 
as you are showing up for those Saturn return challenges, one step at a time, and it's going to literally feel like one centimeter at a time. But as you're doing that, life or the universe or the multiverse has a way of kind of pushing you to quantum leap or timeline jump or to suddenly be experiencing a very different reality than what you had. What I can tell you about the first two years of my Saturn return was that it was incredibly difficult that completely redefined what I think about myself, how I perceive myself, how I introduce myself, who I am, what my parents think of me, like everything. It has also created a more abundant 2022 than I could have ever, ever imagined. It was my manifestation for 2022 to be working for myself full time. And that happened in June, six months in. Every month since January, since my Saturn return, my business has quantum leaped. The numbers don't make sense. And I really believe this is just a taste of what happens when you show up for those moments. It's like when you plant a seed and you water it and you water it and you water it and you water it. Think think of all the watering you have to do before you like finally see a sprout, right? But then after you see that sprout, it just starts to grow and then all of a sudden it's blooming and then it has fruit and then it has flowers and you're like, oh my gosh, this thing was just a seed. That's how it feels. That's how nature works. Maybe the cosmos are simply reminding us that this is how nature works, that we do need seasons of our life where we are investing in our future mindset, the future version of ourselves, so that we can reap the benefits of it and the blessings of what that growth is. So I feel very grateful for how the Saturn return has been going now that I have some perspective Um, And I am open to any other challenges and experiences that are from my highest good. And I am willing to trust the process. And I hope this can bring comfort to those of you who are in your Saturn return, looking at your Saturn return, or looking back on your Saturn return and being like, oh my gosh, that's what that period was in my life. To help give you some perspective that sometimes you're going to cry on your 27th, 28th, and 29th birthday. Sometimes you are not going to be in a season where it feels like everything is going your way. But then all of a sudden you'll turn around and realize that so many things are going your way. You can then find the wisdom in keeping the faith and staying grateful in those seasons where it just felt like nothing was moving. So as somebody who felt years of nothing moving, especially in the space of career and business and what am I doing with my life, I wanted to share this testimony And this update, the Saturn return check-in of where I'm at in this journey, it feels like even if I have experienced all of the benefits that the Saturn return lessons had right now, like Saturn owes me nothing. (laughs) This has been incredible. 2022 has been so good to me. 
especially starting a couple of months after that peak in January, things have just come together in a way I could have never expected and anticipated. Um, So keep showing up for those challenging moments. It is more than worth it. I also wanted to record this as a little reminder to myself because like I said, I'm sure I have so much more to learn and so much more growing to do until March 2023. Um, But I did just want to capture this reflection for you all. I'm really excited for whatever Saturn has to teach you, whether you're experiencing a transit that is not as major as a Saturn return or this has made you really curious about your Saturn return, I am rooting for you and your growth. And I cannot wait to see the version of you that blooms from this. If you can't get enough of Saturn return exploration and insight, I invite you to sit down with me for a one-on-one birth chart reading where we can dive deep into the magic and wisdom of your Saturn return and provide you with some practical tools. If you just want a few tools to help you on your wellness, I invite you to go to justonegorsha.com and download your free cosmic wellness guide. This will also be linked in the show notes. That is a perfect place to start incorporating the beauty of who you are into your daily rituals. I hope you all have a wonderful week.